Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant, and we are back with another Christmas episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We have been, the last few weeks, been kind of doing some Christmas specials where we've been looking at our favorite Christmas movies, and we've been giving some marriage lessons and marriage advice based on those movies. We did Christmas Vacation the first week, which was fun because we love Christmas Vacation. We did uh, Jingle All the Way for our second week. And today, our new movie. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. And so, you know, we had an interesting uh, comment on one of our uh, posts this week. And somebody actually said that they had enjoyed, because last week we kind of gave a hint and told what our movie was going to be. And so we had somebody that that chimed in on a comment and said that they really liked that we did that because they were able to go and watch the movie as a family, and they said that they tried to guess what our marriage advice was going to be or our marriage lesson was going to be, and I think they actually guessed pretty good. But we did not do that this week, partly because... We didn't know what our movie was going to be until like maybe yesterday. We did talk about yeah, it a little bit Yeah, and it's yesterday. such a popular movie that is it any surprise that we're doing it. You know, like when we were growing up, this was the movie to watch. Yeah. I mean, it was ancient back then too, but. And I like it. God, don't do that. No, no, no. I'm just more of a you are, die hard. I know. <laughs> Are we no. talking about Die Hard next week? Be honest. No. no. Uh, speaking of, next week it'll be the day after Christmas. Will that I be know. our last one? Well, the last the Christmas after, one. I mean the last Christmas one. Yeah. Of course. Okay, cool. So, Just yeah. curious. Yeah. So you're not saving Die Hard for last? The surprising. Well, thing. you picked this one. <laughs> Maybe you're picking. Okay, so give us a give us a quick. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, um, I just want to share this real quick. Uh, we get a lot of messages from viewers. Viewers, they don't. They're not they're viewing not us. Viewing. Listeners. Listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, based on whether I don't know, they may be they may be listeners on uh, of our podcast. They may just follow us on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but. Um, you know, the last several weeks, especially we've been, we've been getting a lot of messages and we just want our listeners to know that we're really, really grateful for those because, um, we really, we read them all and we do our best to respond because most of them are questions and people that are asking for help and stuff. And we also want you to know if we haven't responded to you, we get a lot of them. I mean, you know, it's it's not like we're overloaded to where we can't actually answer them, but right. some of them they really take time for us to just look at and think about and think about, about and pray about how, mm-hmm. you know, the best way to respond. But we want you to know 
Like we really pray for all of those, all of you. And so if you are one of those that's just, um, you know, wondered about reaching out, we want you to reach out and we want you to know that um, anything you share with us is obviously confidential. We would never share your name unless you gave us permission to do that for some reason. And um, and we, we want you to know that we'll do our best to get back with you as quickly as we can and try to do our best to help in any way that we can because we love doing that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for, uh, and, and we hear encouragement, um, you know, people sending us notes or sending us comments or whatever, and it, it really helps. And I'm telling you, those ratings and reviews, I know we kind of tag that along, and everybody does that has a podcast, but that really does help. So if you've never done that and you listen to our, to these podcasts regularly, just hit that rate button, and it, it helps to put our podcast in front of more people. Yep. So give us a quick little rundown of this movie in case there's anybody out there that hasn't seen or doesn't know what the premise of the movie is. <laughs> well, and even though we, I've seen it a ton of times, it's kind of confusing on how the story goes. So I'll just give you a brief summary Cliff notes. of it. Cliff notes, Cliff notes. So George Bailey, um, it starts off and he is a... Um, a banker yeah kind of a loan loan officer sort of a thing and he tries to help out as many people as he can and he's kind of put off his dreams of traveling the world and um and school and things to help out his brother um to help out his family um he even had to spend like his honeymoon money um, on something. So he just kind of ha- hadn't had the best of luck as far as what his dreams and his desires are. But along the way, he meets uh, Mary and they get uh, married and he loves Mary. her. Mar- get married. They do. And have several children. And, um, and then things go bad. Um, he, his uncle loses some money and um, the mean man of the town that he that's kind of trying to take over his name's Mr. Potter and he's trying to take over the town but this one building that George Bailey has left and and is the loan place that he that he owns and operates and it's been in his family forever and ever so he has um, a deposit to make and the and his uncle loses it and then the Potter man, I think his name's Harry Potter. That That's was- <laughs> not, oh my goodness, we just went there. <laughs> Henry? Uh, it doesn't matter, it's it- Potter. But I'm, uh, okay, if it's Harry Potter, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's something that $8,000 that didn't get deposited, uh, you owe me that $8,000 <laughs> if it's Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Lord it's, have mercy. Uh, it starts with an H, I'm pretty sure. But it, that, it wouldn't be Harry. I bet Henry. I bet it's Henry. Anyway, he he finds the money. I right. think it was folded up in a you know ma- uh, newspaper or something. And he found it, but he didn't tell anybody. So he knows that, George Bailey knows he's fixing to be... I mean, like, blamed for this and that he's going to go to jail and he starts thinking about his family and, and he decides he's had enough and he decides to end it. So he goes to a bridge and he's fixing to end his life and in comes Clarence. Clarence. The, um... He's an angel. He's an angel, but gosh, did we think he was the best choice for George because he was... He was a little ditzy, but anyway, yeah. he's he's trying to earn his angel's 
I mean, his wings. His wings. His wings. And so he begins to, sh- he gives George Bailey his wish and said, because George says, maybe it's better if I'd never been born. So then they go back and visit all of these times that, um, you know, like he saved a pharmacist from giving um, a kid the wrong medicine and he wasn't there to save him. And so the pharmacist lost his job and all of that. He wasn't there to keep his brother from drowning um, where he, you know, went. Um, deaf in one ear, George did, but he wasn't there to save his brother, um, Harry, maybe that's the H word, anyway, um, he wasn't there to save his brother, Harry, and so he, he died, so just all of these things that you realize that his life was important and wasn't as bad as he thought it was, and so then he um, comes back to real time and realizes what all um, amazing things that he had in his life that he just took for granted and he runs through the town you know the scene just hey hey and and the pe- the townspeople come together and raise money and he doesn't have to go to jail that was a little bit longer than Cliff that was Nose. sorry <laughs> no one has to watch the movie now <laughs> all right anyway sorry. Well, I can think of lots of things that we can learn, but I, the one thing that I really want to focus on is that so many times in marriage, um, we look and think what our life would have been like if we had married somebody different or if, um, you know, like you've heard the, the, the phrase or the saying, the grass is greener on the other side. And I think so many of us get stuck in that, especially with social media, looking, you know, to how somebody else's life looks. Um, Oh, they're happier than me. Their children are better. They're, you know, they make more money. They, and and you start imagining what life would be like um, if you had chosen a different path or if you weren't in the marriage that you were in, or if your husband would just do this different, or if your wife would just, you know, do this. And I think we get caught up in thinking that life would be better if we had not made the choices that we had made, especially in in marriage, as we're talking about. You know, one of the things that I thought about when we were talking about this movie is just how when you're making choices, whether they're good or bad choices, I don't know how how often we stop and we play it out in our minds of how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. If we follow through, good or bad, with what we're what we're faced with, how is it going to play out? That's right. And and part of it is because, you know, we get so many um messages from people that are just stuck in a really difficult and hard place a real dark place and you know there's the side of it where people are trying to decide do I stay with my spouse you know there's the side of it where there's someone that is you know like you said they're the grass is greener on the other side and they're thinking about you know acting on that mm-hmm. but then they you know and I know when you're in the midst of it, um, you're not thinking clearly and you're not thinking to think ahead and play it out in your mind. But but so many times I, I, I want to go play that out in your mind, mm-hmm. like play it out and, and 
take all these steps forward and play it out and see where it lands you. Yep. And it's like, not. Then what? Yeah. Then what? Then okay, what? Okay, you make this choice, then what? Right. Okay. Okay. Then what? Then what? And if you just keep going down that path, it never leads anywhere good. Right. And you can you can lie to yourself. Sure. And you can listen to the lies of the enemy to where you can try to make it sound great. But it all comes back to then, just like with this movie, if you could go back in time mm-hmm. and see, you know, what those choices or non-choices or whatever, you know, what they've, what it really played out and how That's it right. played out. And, you know, and I guess for, for me, when I think about 10 years ago, if I could go back and and look at what our life would have been like if we had not chosen to stay together. And I and I try I mean I don't know that there's any way there's no way to see the impact. Mm-hmm. Not that we've had necessarily just us, but I mean you think about our children mm-hmm. and you think I mean you just think about this particular week right now. What would we be doing? That's right. I mean, we have a we have a 19 year old that's home from college, that has a girlfriend that we spend time with, and they love spending time with us. We have a 15 year old that's, um, you know, I mean, yesterday we had a we spent all day as a family, and you and you think we had choices, that's we right. had choices, and the choices that we made led us to to where we are now in this redeemed marriage, that's and right. so. You know, I, I, I mention all that and I say all that because I know that there's people out there listening and the Christmas season is really hard right now sure. for them because it's not what they dreamed of. Just like right. George Bailey, yeah. he was in a spot where it wasn't it wasn't what he dreamed mm-hmm. of. He never thought he was going to be stuck in his hometown, running his dad's business, mm-hmm. not getting to travel. He I think it was a potential of taking a job overseas mm-hmm. and there was just all... And he decided to stay... And there was this this woe is me mm-hmm. kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and I think that that there's a lot of people in their marriage right now that are in this woe is me, you know. And like what you said, something's better, and I'm missing out. That's I'm right. missing out because there is something better. That's right. And instead of taking the time to stop and go, well, if I acted on what I think is better, and do the then what, then what, then what? Where is mm-hmm. it going to lead me? But then to take that step back and look and go, man, if I if I if I continue and I stay in my marriage and I keep fighting for my marriage, you know, think of the difference right. that I can make. That's right. And if I choose a different path, think of the the tough. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, you're just leaving stuff in in your you know in the wake. Right. I mean, there's a lot right. of. And you know, we um, get messages a lot, and I shouldn't. Um, and in saying this, I had this feeling once, but I, I, when I think about George Bailey and him thinking, thinking back, um, we have heard people say, and I said 10 years ago, I just don't think I love them anymore. Like that is something that we hear so often. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in this marriage and I just don't think like we've fallen out of love or we don't love each other anymore. But I, what I was challenged to do, and, and, I, and I love this challenge, is to go back and think how you felt on that marriage day. Like the day you got married, 
you didn't, there was nothing in us that said, oh, I don't think I love them anymore. I mean, it was, it was a real and a true and a God-given love that we had for each other. So in that, when we, if we can get back to that, to that feeling and take ourselves back to that thought, and yes, a lot of crap has come along the way between here and there that has, has changed, but love is not a feeling. Mm It's not a feeling. It's a choice. That's right. And and so if you focus on, oh, well, he just doesn't make me happier. I don't feel this way or I don't feel that way. I don't feel this way. You have to take steps of obedience just like you do in your relationship with the Lord. You have to take steps of obedience in your marriage that are God honoring and that you are choosing to honor Christ in that and choosing to honor your spouse in that. And then what happens is your feelings will come along and line up mm-hmm. with that. And so, you know, we've heard the grass is always greener on the other side. Well, water the grass where you are. Mm-hmm. Take care of where you are. If you're always looking that something else, marriage, job, relationship, friendships, whatever, are, are going to be better over there, well, you're not taking care of where you are. And you're not, you're not investing in... Um, in the place and the spot that you are. So I just love the, the, the thought of it's not a feeling. If you say, I just don't feel like I love him anymore. Well, it's not a feeling. Let's go back. You did love him or love her um, when you got married. And so what is it about that time that you can go back to and focus on and really pour into? Yeah, and I think that, and I just feel like I need to say this because sometimes you just need a reason to stay, a need a reason to fight. Um, you know, like with George Bailey, he was ready to give up, mm-hmm. and he was ready to end his life. Um, we're talking about marriage, right. and everybody, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people get to that point mm-hmm. where they're just ready to give up. Mm-hmm. And then Clarence comes along, and he shows him, he's like, you don't you don't know how great you had it, mm-hmm. or have it, mm-hmm. and you don't know how blessed you are, and you don't know the impact that you're having on so many people. And when he's able to show him that, then that gives him the reason. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, now I see it, and I have a reason. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that in marriage, the spouse or both spouses just need a reason. And like you said, one of those reasons is you you were in love. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you got married. And you chose each other. Yeah, you chose. And, and why do you think that you can't get back there? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that things happen and things, but it happened to us. Sure. And we went and we got back there. That's right. So a lot part of damage of, and a lot of hurt. Yeah, so part of the reason why we share our story is so that we can look at people, and we literally can look at people in the eyes and say, it happened to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, we're, but we were able to get back to a place where we knew why we, yeah. why we had married and why we were in love. Yeah, and you know, I heard, I was listening to a sermon this week, and Matt Chandler talked about how so many times we want to kind of spiritual bypass hurt and go around it. But you can't. Like, you have to go through it. And I think that sometimes when people want to give up or just quit, 
it's that's easier than walking through the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easier than digging in and figuring out what is, I mean, what's going on? Why are we hurting each other? Why are we walking through this hard time? But you can't go around it. Like mm-hmm. you can't just bypass it. You have to walk through it. And as you walk through it, God strengthens you and strengthens your spouse and strengthens your marriage. But you have to be willing to go to go through it. And that could be that thing and that the, you're talking about. And the crazy thing is, is that once you move past it and you grow and you mature, you you, you can look back on that and, and even recognize it as being one of the sweetest times right. in your life because you're clinging to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're clinging to God, the only hope that you have. You're clinging to, you know, I'm praying like crazy for my spouse. Mm-hmm. There's ways that you can get closer and closer, even through those worst times. And then you look back one day and you go, man, you know, I would never choose to do it again, but mm-hmm. wow, what That's it right. did for us. That's right. And, you know, that other reason that I was going to say, this is this is a little odd, but I remember getting a phone call from a friend um, after all the news had come out, um, you know, about your unfaithfulness. And I had a, I had a call from a friend and he said, I know that this is, you're not, you're not going to probably hear this advice from anybody else because everybody says the exact opposite. He said, but I'm telling you as somebody that went through it, he said, if for no other reason, stay together because of your kids. And, and I mean, I think growing up and all I've ever heard is, don't stay in a marriage just because of your kids. Mm-hmm. Like you hear people say that all the time. And he said the damage that it did to him and his sister, because his parents went through a divorce, he said that the damage that they'll never be able to re- totally recover from that. And I just remember how how strong that was. And for me, that was just another reason mm-hmm. to fight, mm-hmm. another reason to, and I know there's people out there that, that they'll, they may even say, well, we're just sticking it out right now mm-hmm. for our kids. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's some people that are like, look, I'm, I'm out of this and, you know, and I'm, I'm saying you might, that might need to be your reason right mm-hmm. now That's to right. say, okay, I'm going to fight for this mm-hmm. because of the kids. And if you could like George Bailey, if you could somehow look and see what what the damage would mm-hmm. be, you know, your That's choices right. that you're making right now, um, whether to fight or flight, mm-hmm. you know, those decisions are going to affect so many people. And I can't, I mean, like my, my two, our two boys, I mean, they are, they are awesome kids and they're making an impact where they are. Mm-hmm. If we had made different choices 10 years ago, who knows? That's right. Like, who knows where they would be, what they... I mean, I can't imagine having to juggle, you know, who gets to see them this Christmas. Yeah. Who's going to have them on Christmas morning when they wake up? Sure. I, that's just, you know, and the fact that we chose to fight through the worst of circumstances, mm-hmm. and then here we are. Well, and we can, you know, people are making choices that effect generations that's right yes for sure like generations Mm -hmm. of people I also do not want to ignore the fact that I'm sure we have people listening that have been through divorce oh that are listening to um the words of I can't imagine juggling and thinking um that's my reality that's what we're doing and we want to be sensitive to that because God is mighty and God is bigger than divorce 
And God is bigger than the hurt that your children have had. And praying, you know, if, if we have people listening that that have been already been through divorce and, you know, have children here and there, that that God is like I just said, he's bigger than that. He can take their hearts and mold them and protect them and put a hedge of protection mm-hmm. around them in ways that we can't imagine. And we have to trust God with that. So we want to be sensitive to that while encouraging those people who are at the George Bailey point. That's right. That's of, right. And that's what we're focusing that, on yeah. right now of the joy, the George Bailey point of I'm ready to quit. Yep. And yep. if you're there, that's who we're talking to specifically mm-hmm. in this episode. No, I, I think it's, I think what you said though, we, you know, we're a marriage, we, we're a marriage ministry, a marriage podcast, and we talk to, we try to talk to everybody. Obviously, we can't talk to everybody at the same time. Right. Sure. But um, I, I love what you said because I was speaking on the phone with a friend of mine just a few weeks ago, and I had no idea that our stories were very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And he told me that his um, his wife um, had had an affair and that she ended up leaving him and marrying this other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but now he's married again to this godly lady. They have a wonderful marriage. They have children, and there's some... Um, I think there's some shared uh, custody and stuff mm-hmm. of other children, you know, so it's a blended. But, you know, as he was telling me, I was I, the whole time, all I could think of was, you know, God redeemed our marriage. God redeemed his situation, right. too. That's it was right. just redeemed in a different That's way. Right. And there were choices that were beyond his control. Right. And now the life that he has, while it may be hard juggling all mm-hmm. that stuff, He's living in a redeemed right. marriage, That's in right. a redeemed circumstance, right. and and That's I just important. love that. And we mm-hmm. talked about that because he didn't even know our story, and we started talking about it. And I was like, "Man, how cool is it that God just He can redeem things in different ways?" That's right. But He's still a God of redemption. That's right. That's um, right. And that's what Christmas that's is word. all about. That's right. I mean, He mm-hmm. came to redeem the world. That's right. You know, we're all we're all redeemed and we're saved by the grace of Jesus. And but all of our lives and our circumstances are are so different. But God can still redeem all of them. Mm-hmm. And right. no, I just think it's so important that you that you mention that, even though we're talking about George Bailey and That's his right. and where and he don't was. Quit. <laughs> yeah, don't give up. Don't give, <laughs> don't up. give up. So, um, so yeah. Is there any anything in closing that you want to add about uh, it's a wonderful life? No, I um I just as I think about that movie, I remember sitting down with my parents um and watching that movie every Christmas. It was just a big part of of our Christmas celebration and just always the hope I felt at the end, even as a kid, just hope that even when things are dark and even when things are scary and even when things feel out of your control, that um that there's a God who's always in control and sees every single one of us, our situations, our stories, our hurts, our pains, our joys. And, um, and you know, coming up right here at Christmas, if there's somebody out there that doesn't know the love of Jesus, maybe they've clicked on our podcast for the marriage part, but not um, necessarily the Christian aspect of it. There is a God who loves you very, very much. And, um, and I just pray that you are able to find him um, during the season. 
Definitely, and that's a great way just to end this and just to say that, you know, as we say over and over, there is hope. Um, There's hope for your marriage. There's hope for your family. There's hope for you. And we pray that you can look at our story and see that hope. And if there's any way that we can help you during this holiday season, we would love to hear from you. So reach out to us um, and let us know how we can pray for you and how we can help you. And we'll be more than happy to do that. Hey, I hope that you are really excited about these next few days leading up to Christmas. I hope that you and your family have a wonderful Christmas. And if you are one of those couples that needs to be a redeemed marriage, we're praying for that for you this Christmas. So until next time, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.